It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show over on YouTube, our third week on YouTube. Subscribe to the show, search Locked On Panthers. Click on the blue one, not the red one, because we're not the Florida Panthers, we're the Carolina Panthers, but y'all already knew that. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe also to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify and wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, because every single Friday, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions, so either at me, at Julian Council, or DM me at Julian Council to get in your questions for the weekly Friday mailbag. You can also comment on any of the videos that you watch on YouTube, put in your question there, and I'll get to that question on the weekly Friday mailbag here on the show. But let's get into it. Christian McCaffrey, apparently, teams are interested in potentially trading for the Panthers running back, the former All-Pro running back, the third player in NFL history to have over 1,000 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing in a single season. One of the best running backs in the National Football League went healthy. The issue is the last two seasons, he's missed 23 out of the possible 33 games and has not been healthy. And that's led a lot of y'all to ask me on Fridays during the mailbag, is it time for the Carolina Panthers to move on from Christian McCaffrey? Should they try to deal him? Well, it doesn't look like they need to try to deal him because there's teams that are interested in dealing for McCaffrey despite the injury issues the last couple seasons. And according to CBS Sports' Jonathan Jones, formerly of the Charlotte Observer, who covered the Carolina Panthers here locally, he reported on Monday that the Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey isn't on the trading block, but teams have fielded more than one call for the former All-Pro back who's dealt with several injuries since signing his record-breaking extension in 2020. Multiple league sources told him during and after the NFL scouting combine this past week in Indianapolis. If a team wishes a trade for McCaffrey, He's told that the Panthers will be looking for a first-round pick plus another piece of compensation in order to ship one of the most versatile weapons in the NFL today. McCaffrey signed a record-breaking four-year, $64 million deal with Carolina in 2020, shortly after the start of the pandemic. This came after franchise icons like Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, and Greg Olson all left for various reasons amid the tectonic shift in Charlotte. Owner David Tepper looked to keep a face of the franchise in place, and that was Christian McCaffrey. But since that deal, McCaffrey has unfortunately served as reinforcement for the never-pay running backs crowd, which I'm a part of. As I've said, all running backs should be making federal minimum wage. He's missed 23 of the last 33 games. Since Carolina made him the highest-paid running back in the National Football League, when healthy, McCaffrey can deliver 1,000-1,000 season, and he'll just be 26 at the start of the 2022 season. His potential to put a contending team over the top may be tantalizing enough to part with a first-round pick and then some to secure his services. Carolina, meanwhile, needs draft picks. The upcoming draft is rich with day two picks, of which the Panthers have none of, thanks to the trade for Sam Darnold last season and in trading away Dan Arnold and a third-round pick to Jacksonville for C.J. Henderson. The Panthers certainly 
could use some draft picks, as we all know. Now, something to take into consideration before we fully get in this conversation. According to Jason Fitzgerald of OverTheCap.com that tracks the salary cap for the Carolina Panthers and the other 31 teams in the National Football League, if the Panthers were to trade Christian McCaffrey, it would go cost them 18.538 million dollars in dead money. I'm used to saying 18.858 million dollars because the Darnold salary cap, but it would cost them 18.538 million dollars in dead money if they were to trade McCaffrey, and they would lose 4.3 million dollars in cap space. So, should the Panthers make the deal? They need draft picks, especially day two picks. So if they got rid of, if they could get rid of McCaffrey and get rid of that contract, which starts this year, the extension four years, $64 million, and then get a first round pick to go on top of the already six overall pick that they have and be able to pick up a pick in the second or third round. That's a deal that you would absolutely love to do. It would be pretty much a no brainer. And this is coming from somebody who's not ready to give up on Christian McCaffrey and who thinks that again, at the age of 26, he can still be a major contributor for this team. And the Carolina Panthers need not to have less great players. They need to have as many great players as possible. And Christian McCaffrey certainly is that. He is the best offensive weapon on the field for the Panthers when healthy. The problem is he has not been healthy since Matt Rule came to Charlotte. And I understand why they signed him. Mentioned there by Jonathan Jones because, hey, you yeah, you kick Cam Newton out the door. Greg Olson basically is like, I don't want to be a part of rebuild. He goes to Seattle. Lee Keekley is like, I'm done. I want to care about my long-term health. And you, you lost Colin Jones. So, <laughs> kidding on the Jones part. But So, you needed to bring back somebody to be face of the face of the franchise. Unfortunately, there's a pandemic. You didn't really need a face of the franchise. He's not a quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. And as I've said, you don't pay running backs money. Because you look at all the top running backs in the league who, league who get paid a lot. Kamara, always injured. Not always, but he's had injuries. Dalvin Cook has injuries. And you go back to the past. You've seen Todd Gurley. You've seen David Johnson. You just don't pay running back. Zeke Elliott, you don't get the production for the cost that you're paying for. And Derrick Henry also last year got injured. You just don't do it. You can get good enough production. You saw that in 2020 with Mike Davis, and you saw it at times last season with Chuba Hubbard, and then when Amir Abdullah came in later on the season and offered the Carolina Panthers an actual viable threat out of the backfield in the pass-catching game, which is what Christian McCaffrey provides you. The Panthers also hinted at trying to find other ways to keep him on the field healthier by putting him in the slot. Again, it's football, and Scott Federer said this. I've said this. It's a lot of bad luck the last two seasons for Christian McCaffrey. He can play wide receiver if he wants, but all it takes is one hit to his ankle or to his knee or to his head, and there he is missing time once again. It's football. Yes, the running back position probably is the costliest when it comes to injuries and it's hard to avoid the hits unless you can run out of bounds, which a lot of times are running up the middle and they want to be a, a power downhill running team this season. Not going to get a lot of opportunities to bounce outside and be able to avoid those hits if you're Christian McCaffrey. So should they do the deal? If they can get that deal, yeah, why not? But what team is going to be dumb enough to do that? Injured. The last two seasons, missed 23 of 33 games since signing that extension before the extension even kicked in. And you want to trade for him to put you over the top? We've seen it over the last couple of seasons that you don't need a high-priced running back in order to win a Super Bowl. The Rams didn't have one all season long. That Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers came on late. They brought in Sony Michelle. They did not spend a lot of money on the running back position at all. Saw the same thing a couple of years ago with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
did not spend any money. Damian Williams was their top running back in that game, and he hasn't even played since at least for Kansas City because I think he opted out in 2020, and I think he was out of the league in 2021. Leonard Fournette um, and Ronald Jones down in Tampa, those guys aren't getting a ton of money. So it tells you, at least what we've seen over the last couple of weeks or a couple of seasons with Super Bowl winners, that you don't need a high-priced running back to win a Super Bowl. And really, it's prohibited. In the same way how a lot of teams want to find a quarterback, get him in a rookie contract, and have that Super Bowl window, like Cincinnati has fortunately been able to done, do, like Kansas City did with uh, Patrick Mahomes before extending him, like Buffalo was doing with Josh Allen before having to extend him, and then going back to Russell Wilson. That's the blueprint. The blueprint for winning a Super Bowl is not getting a running back and paying him $16 million per season. So what team would make that deal? Not the Panthers, again, who have multiple holes and can find enough production at the running back spot to not need Christian McCaffrey. If they can find a sucker, which I don't think there's going to be one, but there's been teams that have called to at least inquire like, hey, how much is it going to take? And they're saying first round and a mid-round pick. That's what we want. Hard to believe that's going to work out. I'm not ready to give up on Christian McCaffrey. I still think he's the best running back in the league when he's healthy at 26 years old. He takes care of his body. I know a lot of y'all are frustrated with him and his Instagram lifestyle. And I guess being Olivia Culpo and all that, the celebrity that comes with that, but man, he's a great player. And before the injuries, y'all loved him. And it's not like he's trying to get injured and it's not like he doesn't care because this dude is all about football and he's all about trying to take care of his body and help this organization win. But if he wants to help the organization win, he's got to be on the field. And an organization could help itself by being able to trade away the mistake of extending McCaffrey and get a first-round pick and a mid-round pick or a second or third-round pick, a day-two pick. I would love for that to happen if it could happen. I would also love to keep Christian McCaffrey because when you get a better offensive line and you, if you're able to find another quarterback, they're going to need some help on the offensive side. You get rid of Christian McCaffrey. You have Chuba Hubbard, who hopefully can be better next season. Maybe you can bring back Amir Abdullah. We'll see how that one-two punch adds up in the National Football League. Are them combined better than Christian McCaffrey? No. Could it be enough for you? We will see. After that, all you have is DJ Moore. Is a quarterback going to come in here and have success next season if his running backs are Emil Abdullah, Chuba Hubbard, and his only wide receiver to depend on is DJ Moore, especially if you get rid of Robbie Anderson, who regressed last season? We'll see. Panthers continue, they should continue to take calls. Scott Bitterer said that if he ever got a good enough call about any player, that he would absolutely take it. And if that deal made sense for the team, that he would do it. He's only doing his job by picking up the phone and talking to teams about Christian McCaffrey. He's also only doing his job by telling them, hey, this guy's one of the best players in the National Football League when he's healthy. And if he's going to go there and potentially be healthy for you, then we're going to need a first round pick and more if we're going to part ways with this guy because he's a face of our franchise, one of the I mean, not pillars of the community, but one of the one of the top players on his team and in the league at his position, it's going to be costly if you want him. But again, what team is going to want to do that deal? We'll find out. We'll find out what team might want to do a deal with the Carolina Panthers when it pertains, as it pertains to Sam Darnold as, man, that guy, that salary cap, please, please, please get rid of that. The Carolina Panthers, apparently, according to Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback in Sports Illustrated, are trying to offload Darnold. Will they be able to? We will see. We'll get into that conversation here in just a moment. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, or the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. 
But online remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is the source for hockey, boxing, and UFC coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I don't want to get rid of Christian McCaffrey. I want him to be here in Carolina for next season and for the entirety of his contract. He's still a young player. He's still the best running back in the league when healthy. The big thing is, when will he be healthy again? Hopefully this season, upcoming, as I've said in the past, bad luck. Someone rolls on your ankle, you pull a hamstring after a short turnaround on a Thursday night football game where a lot of players have talked about how they hate Thursday night football and they think it's detrimental to their health, but the league only cares about the dollar sign. They don't care about the players and their safety. Christian McCaffrey does everything in his power to try and stay healthy and try to be an effective player for the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers tried to protect him last season by not having him play in the preseason. And moving forward, he should never playing the preseason, and really any of the top players, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, none of those guys, DJ Moore, none of them should play in the preseason. It made sense last year when bringing him Sam Darnold and trying to get him some live game reps, even though they never played against any of the ones, but getting him an opportunity to go out there against live bullets uh, with Robbie Anderson, with DJ Moore and that team out there, it made a lot of sense. But moving forward, if you find your franchise quarterback, you have McCaffrey on the roster and all your other top players, I don't need to see any of them playing in a preseason. So I respect the Carolina Panthers for doing that and applaud them for doing that. And I think it's a good idea to be taking calls on Christian McCaffrey. Should you be fielding calls, asking teams, hey, take this guy away? No, I don't think so. But if someone gives you an offer that blows you away, which would, as was reported by Jonathan Jones, be a first-round pick plus some, a day-two pick, then yeah, you got to do it. And you also got to find a way, (laughs) if you're going to do that, and lose $4.3 million against the salary cap in 2022, you got to find a way to get rid of Sam Darnold because Lord have mercy. That is a bad deal. I said it to y'all last season. I said, I'm said it again at the time. I mean, I was never a fan of Sam Darnold. Thought he was terrible in New York. There's not any examples that you can point to where a guy was terrible his first three years in his career. And then all of a sudden became good. You bring up Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was never that bad. It was obviously not Adam Gates's fault. The problem with Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold. He just cannot play at a high level at this level, which is unfortunate for him. Being a number three pick, coming out of USC, having all that hype, going to New York, not a great situation, but then coming down to Carolina, which was thought to be a better situation, where it turned out the offensive line was among the worst in the NFL. McCaffrey was injured. The offensive coordinator and head coach were never on the same page. 
They only had one receiver to rely on. It turned out to be a bad situation. Was it as bad as the Jets situation that he left? I don't know. Might have been a better one to stay there with the new head coach. But either way, it's a mistake the Carolina Panthers made. When they traded for Sam Darnold, the second, fourth, and sixth round pick, didn't love the trade. And when they decided to pick up the fifth-year option, it was pretty much a no-brainer at the time. You got two years, $22 million. Four years for 2021, 18 for 2022. The hope then and the gamble then, which I always thought was a bad bet, was that Sam Darnold would come here, Joe Brady would help him, he would have Christian McCaffrey, the O-line would not have been as injured and banged up and terrible, and they would have gotten more out of Robbie Anderson, and they would have been a team that could have completed, competed for a playoff spot last season. That was not the case. Had that been the case, you're looking at $18 million and thinking, hey, that's not a lot of money at all. But now, seeing that he's a backup, that is a lot of money. And when you bypass Justin Fields and you bypass Matt Jones, they pretty much didn't have a choice but to at least make sense of giving up three picks to bring in Sam Darnold. I, I, I think it's a mistake, yes, now, and but I understood why they did it. And I didn't think it was that crazy considering it's like, well, hell, you're going to bring him in here. You're going to coach him up. You got to at least try and give him two years because what are you going to do? You're going to go back in the quarterback market the next season and how that's going to work out. Well, as we see, doesn't look like it's a great quarterback market to be in. By far the worst that we've had in a while, where Mitch Trubisky, who again was getting a ton of hype in the Monday morning quarterback from Albert Breer. And I was also watching the Rich Eisen show on Monday, and Ian Rappaport was talking about how teams are going to be all about Mitch Trubisky. That's where we're at when it comes to the desperation of this quarterback market, where the Carolina Panthers and other teams are looking at Mitch Trubisky as someone who's going to receive an eight-figure salary. That's insanity. But it's not insanity that the Carolina Panthers would want to try and get rid of Sam Darnold because according to Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback in Sports Illustrated, he said one player I talked to a few people about was Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold. His value has cratered, and it sure seems like Carolina might need to eat some money to deal him. And if they can, maybe that'd be great. If they're able to get rid of Sam Darnold in the $18.858 million, that would be, uh, there would be no cap hit at all. The problem is, if they want to get rid of them, they're going to have to give up assets and eat some of that money. For a team that already does not have a day two pick and is trying to get more salary cap space to be created, which they're having to do because of this contract, does it make sense? Should the Panthers give up assets to get rid of Darnold or should they eat the full salary? I've already said to y'all that Rodgers ain't coming here. Apparently, we're going to find out today on Tuesday. What's going to happen there as it's the deadline for the um, franchise tag. And also Russell Wilson looks like he's going to stay in Seattle and we can't sit here and wait and see what's going to happen. The Panthers probably can't afford to wait and see what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson and whether he's going to be charged. After that, they can't afford Kirk Cousins salary cap hit $35 million. And we have $35 million against salary cap right now. And is Minnesota going to want to take on Sam Darnold's contract? Probably not. I don't think they would. It would be $27 million against the cap less than what they're going to have to deal with the $45 million cap hit that Kirk Cousins has with them in Minnesota. Garoppolo probably would only cost about a fourth-round pick right now, but he's having shoulder surgery, and we've already dealt with that here in Carolina. And do you want to deal with it with a lesser player than Jimmy Garoppolo, who we have already know can't win the big one? And are they going to try and bring in Carson Wentz as the Colts are desperate for a quarterback when there's really not a franchise quarterback that's obviously available to them? Steelers need a quarterback. The Washington uh, Commanders need a quarterback. 
it's just one of those th- times where there's a lot of desperation for a, um, a ton of teams out there. The Broncos as well, looking for a quarterback. The Saints might stick with Jameis, might bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater might go to Tampa, or Tampa might just sit there and say, screw it. We got Blaine Gabbert. He knows the system. It's going to be hard to upgrade. And are you going to give up more assets? To just get, get rid of him when you're still going to have to pay some of that salary? You're going to have to eat some of that? Or should you just sit there and eat, eat the full thing and build the whole team around him and hope for the best? It's not a – neither option is really all that great. The option that's preferred from most people, obviously, is getting rid of Sam Darnold and bringing a new quarterback. But that might cost you more picks in the future. And the Carolina Panthers are in a position where they can ill afford to give up more picks. So for me, I'm just kind of like, eat it. Eat it. Make this coaching staff coach this guy up. You you brought him in because he's young. He loves ball. He's got a great arm. Yada, yada, yada. All those reasons why they brought him in. Now they're giving up on him. Rightfully so. I get it. But you already gave up assets for a terrible trade for Sam Darnold. And what seems right now to be a bad trade for CJ Henderson. Now you're going to give up even more assets for the mistake that you made? Nah. Nah. You need to sit there, eat the salary, draft a quarterback, sign someone to a small amount of money, bring in competition, but giving up more picks just to get rid of Darnold, I don't see how that's really the answer for the Carolina Panthers as of right now. We will see how it all plays out. But for me, eating a salary is a little bit more palatable than giving up more assets just to get rid of a mistake that the Panthers made and that I knew from that day they had made. Now, the Carolina Panthers have made more moves to restructure contracts, to add more salary cap, and also the deadline for the franchise tag is upcoming. Does it make sense for the Carolina Panthers to franchise Hassan Reddick, Stephon Gilmore, or Dante Jackson? We'll get into all that here in just a moment. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box to know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
Whether the Carolina Panthers are able to trade Sam Darnold or not, they're going to have to find ways to create more salary cap space in order to bring in the players that this team and this roster needs in order to have that leap in year three under Matt Rule, the embattled head coach, who a lot of you are over. The hope is that Scott Fitterer and his front office can get the job done, even though you might be a little bit skeptical of them because of the past moves made last offseason, including the one to bring in Sam Darnold. But on Monday, it was reported by the Carolina Panthers, at least that they had announced that they had restructured the deal of linebacker Shaq Thompson the second year in a row where they restructured Thompson's contract. He was due to count $18.1 million against the salary cap in 2022, but apparently now they've cleared up about $5 million in cap space. If you remember last week, they freed up about $11 million in space for Taylor Moten. Approximately now the Carolina Panthers have $29 million in cap space to work with heading into free agency. Next Monday is when the negotiation legal tampering period begins for the Carolina Panthers and for all the teams in the National Football League when they're trying to bring in free agents. So Panthers have $29 million. They say that they also like to have about six to eight, I think, million dollars to do deals throughout the rest of the season. So let's bring that now down to about $21, $23 million. Then they're going to have to sign their rookie class. So that's another about $5 million for the Carolina Panthers. So really, they have about 16 to $18 million of cap space to work with next week when it comes to the free agency period, if I'm right there. I think that's about what they, that's what they say they like to do. It's about thereabouts what it comes with the, um, with the rookie, um, with the draft picks for the rookies, so with the rookie contracts. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, they might actually have less if they aren't able to get any day two or day three, or day two picks during the second or third round, but we'll see how it plays out. So we'll see what they're going to do, but they've done things and they've shown the willingness to open up cap space so that they can be aggressive in bringing in players like potentially a Lakin Tomlinson, where I saw reports on Monday that the Panthers will be interested in him. So will a team like the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's now the talk after the Super Bowl run that a lot of teams or a lot of free agents will be calling Cincinnati saying, hey, I'm interested. Same thing going up in Buffalo, wherever the quarterbacks are, like in Kansas City. I would think probably with LA with the Chargers, where the young quarterbacks are, who have a chance to take over this league over the next couple seasons, or well, decade, that a lot of these free agent players are going to want to go to those teams in the hopes that they can win. So the Panthers are going to be competing with that, but they do have a little bit of space, a little bit of money to move around. We'll see how the Sam Darnold thing plays out because they can get that $18 million off the books. Then you're sitting pretty damn good adding that to the 29 to 47, but really to about 16, 18 million. So about in your, your high thirties, if they're able to do that, get rid of Sam Darnold. Again, it's going to cost some money. They're going to have to pay a part portion of the salary. So they wouldn't get rid of the full $18 million if they were able to trade him here over the next week or so, if possible. I don't know what team would want to do that deal. Also, when you're looking at it, with the salary cap space that's been opened up, you're wondering with the salary cap, not with the salary cap, with the franchise tag deadline upcoming here um, with the, before free agency, or the Carolina Panthers would free agent or would uh, franchise tag anybody. Hassan Reddick, someone's asked me about him before, whether he would make sense as someone who should be tagged by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you either place the tag or they slap the tag on you. That's kind of the way they look at it in the NFL. They place it because they're actually trying to get a deal done with you like last season with Taylor Moten, place a tag. We're going to talk about it. We want to get a deal done. Someone like a um, Jesse Bates up in Cincinnati, probably they probably want to get a deal done, but it seems more like a slap. Same thing with Devontae Adams in Green Bay, slapping the tag. He wants to get paid. We They don't want to lose him. 
we're going to slap the franchise tag. Never been a huge fan of the franchise tag from the player's perspective because if these guys want to get paid, they should get paid. Now, they're getting a ton of guaranteed money. But they should be allowed to be able to go out and get their market value. And if the team that they're currently playing for does not want to give them that, then let them leave, especially if you're going to place a franchise tag and not get a deal done by middle of July. Then that player should be free to go wherever they want without counting its salary cap. That's something that they could do. Maybe it's a, rid a ridiculous assertion by me. I don't know. I just hate the franchise tag from the player's perspective because it's like, hey, if you don't want to pay me, then let me leave. You saw a guy in Le'Veon Bell set up for a full season because of that, even though that was a bad decision on his part and he'll never get that money back. But either way, looking at it, Redick, it would be tough. Now $29 million of cap space. They can't use all $29 million of that, just based on what I meant, what I said before about the rookie class and the kind of money they want to have left over for next season so they can make moves in the middle of the season. For Redick, because he's a linebacker, that would be $18.5 million, which is about all the cap space that they probably really have to work with here in Carolina. That would not make any sense for the Carolina Panthers to do that. They've also had conversations, Scott Fitter and his, his representation, that they are going to allow him to test free agency. And according to sources from, I believe it was Mike Sando of The Athletic, one team told him, uh, pending free agent pass rusher Hassan Reddick is looking for a deal averaging up to $17 million per year. He's at 23 and a half sacks for the past two seasons for two, for two different teams. So he's trying to get paid, but that number explains why the Panthers aren't rushing to re-sign him. So $17 million per year for Hassan Reddick. That's a lot of money. And does it make a lot? Does it make any sense for the Panthers to make that deal? I don't know. If you do re-sign him, you're at least able to give him a bunch of signing bonus money at the beginning to minimize the cap hit for 2022. But as I've said to y'all before, if that's what he's looking for, the Panthers are going to also have next season. At some point, I think this offseason, they need to re-sign DJ Moore, and they're going to pick up Brian Burns' fifth-year option. Next year, in 2023, would be the time where they would want to extend Brian Burns. That's the kind of money that Brian Burns is going to be wanting. Do you want to give it to Hassan Reddick now? I don't know if the Carolina Panthers can afford to do that. Now, if they aren't going to franchise tag Hassan Reddick because it doesn't make a lot of sense, will they potentially franchise tag Stephon Gilmore or Dante Jackson? Cornerback money for the franchise tag this year is $17.5 million. Do you think Dante Jackson is worth that? I don't. And I don't think any team in the National Football League feels that way, in particular the one here in Carolina. Do you want to pay that money for Stephon Gilmore? I don't think so. I also don't think any team in the National Football League thinks that Stephon Gilmore is worth that money anymore. Over 30, coming off of two injury-riddled seasons, would that make any sense? No. So there's not a true candidate for the Carolina Panthers to franchise tag this season. Last year, it was a no-brainer with Taylor Moten as they want to get that deal done, and they could ill afford to let their top offensive lineman in an offensive line that was terrible to hit the free agent market and potentially depart Carolina. It does not make any sense, even if they would love to have Reddick back, Gilmore back, or Jackson back to franchise tag any of those guys. But they've made the moves, restructuring with Moten last week and Thompson on Monday to have about $29 million in cap space to potentially work with here over the next couple of weeks, particularly next week on Monday when the legal tampering period starts and the Carolina Panthers hope to rebuild a roster that could have a chance in the NFC South next season. Tampa, as I mentioned, Blaine Gabbert looks like he's going to be their starting quarterback next year unless they make a move. Bruce Arians has pretty much said, yeah, we're cool with Blaine Gabbert. Now, he, not pretty much. He has said, we're cool. If Blaine is the, that's how it works out. We got Blaine and Trask. We'll do it. 
They don't think that anyone out there is going to be an upgrade right now that's available. That's not going to cost them a ton of money. And apparently the Blazer family will not sign off on Deshaun Watson. That's according to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. The Atlanta Falcons, apparently Calvin Ridley has been suspended by the league for the entire 2022 season for betting on games. He went on, I believe, the non-football injury list last year, leaving the team in the middle of the season, did not return. The thought was that maybe he would return. And the Falcons apparently had taken calls from teams a couple the last couple of weeks about bringing in or trading for Calvin Ridley. Well, Ridley will not be around. So Atlanta, a team that needs help everywhere, has a mega cap hit, I think $48 million. Matt Ryan, they're a team that I don't know how good you can feel about the Falcons and their chances to win the NFC South. New Orleans Saints, are they going to run it back with Jameis Winston? I don't know what they're going to do, but there's a lot of issues going on throughout the NFC South. So the Carolina Panthers have a big opportunity next week to shore up the offensive line and potentially find another quarterback who can either come in and compete with Sam Darnold or they can get rid of Sam Darnold, bring someone in. I don't know what they're going to do. But the $29 million that they have to work with, at least salary cap space that they have available, is a start. And it shows the Carolina Panthers, as I've said, are willing to be aggressive. Don't be too aggressive. Don't put yourself in another bad situation like you did last season by getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater and bringing in a quarterback who had always been worse than Bridgewater and showed that he definitely was worse than Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold this past season. That's going to wrap it up for me here on this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to follow us over on Spotify and wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe to the show now on YouTube. We're there every Monday through Friday, like we are on all of our podcasting platforms. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. For every single Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those questions into me now by either adding me or DMing me so I can get to those questions on Friday. In the meantime, be safe, stay warm as I think it's about to get cold again. I don't know why I always give you weather updates, but I'm doing that once again. Either way, keep pounding and I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday where Ellis Williams from the Charlotte Observer covers the Carolina Panthers. He was up in Indy at the Combine. He'll join the show and he'll give us his perspective on some of the news and reporting that came out of Indy as it pertains to your Carolina Panthers. So come back here on Wednesday for that on this on that next edition of Locked On Panthers. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.